Hey everybody, thanks for taking time to listen to 7 Minutes There and Back, which is a podcast about me just driving to and from work, talking about sometimes the incoherent and random thoughts in my head, but also just an outlet to unload the stress of the day or to prepare for the day and hopefully open some doors to have conversations amongst your friends or amongst myself and any of you, so... You know, if you like it, follow me. If you don't, don't. Thanks for everything and enjoy the show. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Tuesday. Before we pull out of the driveway, uh, let's read the verse of the day. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will never fail you nor abandon you. I think that uh, it's a powerful verse for us today um, in our home because, for those of you who don't know, my father-in-law starts chemo and, and radiation today. So um, just just the idea that the Lord will go before us uh, and that this is all something that he knows was going to happen. Um, and he calls us to be strong and courageous and to not be afraid. So it's it's a big day. Uh, it's a it's a verse that as soon as I'm done doing this, I will send to my wife. <laughs> so uh, that's fun. Uh, my wife is gonna run over to her her dad's mom and dad's house, um, and we're gonna throw up a Christmas tree for them. So that'll be fun. Uh, just getting a Christmas tree up in their home to kind of bring some spirit. Uh, they have a big one, I think an old eight-footer from back in the day, but we're just going to throw a little four-and-a-half, five-footer up in their home, and not take up too much space, but still be able to bring some spirit. So um, that'll be good. It's a good day. And then um, last night was D&D night, so it was a, it was a fun night. We, I think I told you, last week we did a, we had a prison raid. We were right on the verge of busting open a door to a courtyard full of people, fighting a, a bunch of people um, in this animated world. So um, the guy who runs our game did such a great job of setting everything up and having the visuals there. So we spent, I don't know, probably three and a half hours last night in this um, in this combat. I think we got to you know do some pretty cool stuff. But ultimately, we actually ran out of time to finish it, so we're we're not quite done yet. Uh, we'll probably we'll finish it next week. But it's shaping up to be pretty awesome. The guy who we're there to save, so we we're actually there to save somebody. Um, like I said, it was a like a gallows, and there was one guy who was the leader who we were there to try to save him from doing something irrational and saving his people. Well about halfway through that combat scene last night he comes out of the woodwork almost quite literally um and then with dynamite strapped all over him and just kind of sprints at the leader of this enemy army grappling her bear hugging her to the ground and is just gonna uh he has effectively lit the dynamite fuse so we have one more turn to see how all that goes, but I assume it's going to go 
kablooey. Um, so, um, yeah, I hope, I hope that's not how it goes, uh, because we have some stuff we gotta do, and by that I mean I would prefer only one of them die, but it is what it is. We can't really do a whole lot about it. Um, other than that, some fun stuff. Had some really good dinner last night. Uh, my wife made a like a a chicken, like a, a salt and pepper chicken with a little bit of uh, maybe thyme, oregano, whatever it was. It was delicious. Um, some zucchini, uh, kind of grilled, and then um, rice. But while we we're at the dinner table. Uh, my five-year-old was just goofing off, would not stop, would not stop goofing off, flicking his fork around, la, 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 and I'm like, dude, you're going to hurt yourself, you're going to hurt yourself, and he goes, no, I won't, and about six seconds later, he flips his fork one more time, and then he drops it, and starts to kind of like whine, cry, like, Ugh. and I was like, dude, what happened, what's wrong with you, I look over, this kid poked himself in the eye with his own fork. Less than two minutes after I told him to stop goofing off. Uh, so he didn't poke himself in the eye with a fork. And I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't understand why we continue to do things or why we do things that others are warning us. Like, if you do this, it will hurt you. And we're like, well, I'm going to keep doing it. And then we get hurt, and we're like, well, I did not see that coming. <laughs> um, ad adults do it, too. Uh, kids do it in a very belligerent or, or intentional way, I think, at times. But also, it's okay, because usually it's fairly small scale, you know, the fork. Um, so, But adults do it as well. Like We have people in our life who will tell us, like, hey, that's not a good decision for you. I've been down that path. This is kind of what it looks like. And we go, no, it's going to look different for me because I'm special today. And we go down there and we're like, oh, it hurt. I didn't like anything about that. So what do you think it is that draws people down these paths of pain or suffering or whatever it is, um, even though they've been warned? I don't know what that is. I would, I would assume there's some selfishness to it or some ego. So... You know, we got all that that we contend with every single day. Uh, there was some football on last night. Uh, Monday night football occurred. And the Bengals, with their backup quarterback, uh, I think Jake Browning is his name, he used to play for Washington, the university, for like 11 years. So I think he was like a 16-year senior. And he probably started at Washington when he was 12 and ultimately finished there when he was 22 or something. But he was there a long time. But he backed up uh, Joe Burrow, who's not playing right now. And um, they ended up winning last time. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. But as you all know, um, I don't much track professional sports. But I do track fantasy sports. And my fantasy team crushed it. So um, I had both running backs in that game last night. And, um, Joe Mixon and... Travis Etienne Jr., and they both had got a touchdown. They both had a couple catches. They both ran for a few yards, and bingo, bango, bongo, I won me a fantasy football game. So 
Uh, Got to win the next two, I think, to make the playoffs. Maybe it's only one. Um, I don't know if I have a chance. So we got that going for me. Um, I don't think there's anything really in it apart from just, I don't know, pride for winning a, a fake football game with my friends, um, which even saying out loud, you got to feel a little foolish, right? Like, I'm proud that I put in the real football players better than you put in the real football players. Um, and I make a mockery of it because it is something that I really enjoy. But it also is something that makes absolutely zero sense that anybody does it and that anybody gets so passionate about it. And so, um, again, fantasy football is real people that are plugged into a fake lineup to try to win a game that doesn't really exist. So um, when you look at it that way, it just seems a little bit silly. So as I pull into work today, um, tomorrow, this afternoon will be, I won't have a Wednesday episode, I don't think. Um, I'm taking a flight. I got to fly out to Connecticut for work. Um, maybe I'll do one on the way home from the airport that night late and just do a whole day recap, but it'll be a little longer. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But um question of the day is how do you like traveling for work if you do see you on the other side thanks for listening to the morning now roughly eight or nine or ten or six hours later hello everybody welcome to the afternoon uh and since it's winter in a state that for some reason recognizes daylight savings, um, it's dark and it's, it's barely five. So it's dark. It's not actually dark. I'm being a little bit dramatic, but I, I don't agree with daylight savings anymore. No one farms by sunlight. Everybody has lights on their tractors. Daylight savings is stupid and it needs to go away there. That's my hard hitting topic of the day. I don't agree with it. I get the purpose of it when it was first established, but ultimately electricity has changed most of that. And then also just the development of increased and more productive farming equipment, which ultimately is the the root of daylight savings. So um, we are still a farming society at, at its core here in um, Nebraska and, and, significant parts of this country so i'm not trying to take that away but nobody's farming by the daylight they just put big giant lights on their tractors and speakers gps navigation so i don't think it's the the daylight that's stopping them from being successful so um you know write your senators and your congressmen tell them the daylight savings is dumb and ask them to get rid of it so um or don't whatever you want to do um I asked at the end of the morning whether or not you liked to travel for work. Um, So I'll answer because I try to answer them every day, definitely if I remember them. Um, Do I like traveling for work? The short answer, if you don't feel like listening to the rest, yes. The long answer, yes, but because I appreciate being a valued member of the organization who they trust to send out into the field or into the world of 
business and someone who they trust to represent them and their values and what they stand for and someone who they tell, you know, we, we kind of, we instill in you and we give you the opportunity that you're going to do the right thing and we don't have to be watching you. So um, that's my reason. Now, flip side of that, do I like waking up at four in the morning to catch 5 a.m. flights to then fly all over the country and then fly home and crawl into my bed at 1 a.m.? No. No, I don't like that part. But I like that part more than staying in a hotel to fly back the next day and not being able to crawl into my bed. So a bit of a catch-22 there on what it's like to travel. So um, the rest of today is has been interesting. Yadier Molina is coming back to be a part of the St. Louis Cardinals organization uh, at some level. They aren't putting a name on it. Um, I personally think that name is um, head coach soon. <laughs> uh, not anything against Ollie Marmol. Uh, I just think that he was always kind of the bridge to Yadier Molina after he left and took some time off to come back. So I think Yadier is going to end up taking over that seat uh, either some way through the year or maybe late into the year, depending on, on how the organization and the club run. Uh, people love him. The pitching staff loves him. The hitters love him, the organization, and the town of St. Louis. So it's kind of a win-win for them, which I thought was – it's a good it's a good idea, right? Bring back an icon and let him, let him be your coach, let him rally the troops. So um, – cool news there i was watching um man what was i I was watching some news today on on bbc um and there was a guy or gal in virginia they haven't actually disclosed i assumed guy that's not fair there was an individual in virginia who fired off like 30 or 40 flares and then when the authorities arrived with a warrant and what looked to be a special operations vehicle or a SWAT truck or a truck that they were basically just going to ram in the front door with, um, this house just explodes. And I mean explodes. Like you hear tap, 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 and then kablooey. Like he had stockpiled every propane tank on the planet and then just shot him. So this what appears to be a brick house it's probably faux brick but appears to be a brick house in the video just gets vaporized uh, in the span of one big giant explosion it was pretty magnificent uh tragic because i believe that whoever it was was inside that house i don't know what they had going on um felt a little bit like they were trying to bring some attention hence the flare gun and 30 or 40 of them so ultimately it'll get unpacked over the next two to four weeks and we'll learn more about it but uh just really interesting to watch something that we all see as secure and safe and kind of a constant being our homes just vaporize like that um another interesting side of the world today um senator tuberville or senator tommy um kind of dropped his protests against promoting military members. He had been withholding promotions from some military members um, because he was taking a strong stance against the Department of Defense. 
paying service members to leave their state to get an abortion in another state. So he took a stance. Um, he took a pro-life stance, and you know I commended him for it. It's tough when you are using other people's lives as your leverage, which is what he was doing, right? He wasn't um, withholding his own paycheck and promotion. Uh, he was withholding others. So ultimately, I think he probably succumbed to a little bit of pressure um, inside the Republican Party, but also inside himself, if we're probably being honest about what was the right thing to do there. Um, and ultimately, he, he did come down. I think he's going to release everybody's promotion warrants and promotions, except for a couple four-star generals. So we'll get we'll get through that, or he'll get through that. I don't actually have anything to do with it, or I'm not impacted by it at all. And on the note of the military... Uh, another Osprey fell out of the sky in Japan. Uh, the Osprey, for those of you who don't know, is a modified fixed wing and rotary ring, wing aircraft. It's called the V-22. Um, it's capable of vertical takeoff. It's also capable of, uh, so it's capable of flying like a helicopter. It's also capable of flying like an aircraft. And predominantly used by the Marine Corps, to the best of my knowledge. I know that the Marine Corps uses it a lot. Um, but there was an Air Force version of it uh, with seven airmen in it that eyewitness testimony says off the coast of Japan there, kind of spun in on itself, caught on fire, and then just plummeted into the ocean. Another thing you guys can write to your senators and your congressmen about after you do a little bit of research, if you guys want to, the V-22 Osprey has to come out of the sky. It is worthless. It is dangerous. It is difficult to get out of. If there is an accident, you don't really have time because of the low altitude, the speeds in which it moves at. It's just not a safe aircraft. I know that the Department of Defense invested a lot of money into it, but you got to take that aircraft out of commission or figure out a, a way to, to restrict its movements because that thing's falling out of the sky and killing Marines and airmen, and it's just not acceptable um, to, lose, to lose all those good men and women um, on training operations or really in any situation because of technical difficulties. From everything I've read, it has not been maintainer or pilot error. It has been system malfunction, and that's a problem, right? I mean... Um, we lost seven American lives in this last one. Previously, we'd lost five. There was an additional five lost this year. Uh, I think there's been four of them that have fallen out of the sky with, I believe, absolute casualties in all of them. So just got to put it into that aircraft. That's my opinion. Um, as I pull into the driveway tonight, it is date night. Uh, my wife has planned it. She, well, by planned it, I mean she told me, I have an idea. And I said, I don't, so we're going with yours. Um, so we're going to go with her idea, whatever it is. Um, and for those of you who are not doing date nights or not dating your spouse, I would ask you why. And maybe ask your spouse, do you feel like we date enough? Do you feel like we're dating each other enough or, or doing those things enough? I think you'll be surprised by the answer. We'll see you guys tomorrow, maybe. It's a travel day. If not, we'll touch base with you all Thursday. Have a good night.